Hi, my name is Adam Clark. I struggle with weight and food addictions as a kid growing up and into my adult life. I made a dramatic and crazy transformation, losing 55 pounds using keto and intermittent fasting. I now am inspiring and motivating thousands to reach for their best potential. And I coach people every single day to look better, feel better, and do the best that they can and to reach their goals. And I am one of the keto heroes. Welcome to the Keto Heroes Podcast, where we discuss the best strategies to massively improve your keto lifestyle, your mindset, and overall growth as an individual. Hi, I'm your host, Hans Mayor, and joining me this week is Adam Clerk. We talk all about how to build muscle on keto, and Adam shares with us his most amazing story of how he managed to go from zero to now inspiring thousands of people to enhance their lifestyles and use the ketogenic diet to their advantage. Enjoy. Mr. Adam Clark, man, welcome to the Keto Heroes Podcast, man. Such a pleasure to have you on the show. We're going to have a phenomenal time with you. appreciate your time. Man, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I, I really uh, appreciate you wanting to have me do this, and uh, I'm excited to get into some of the stuff we're going to talk about. And um, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to it since uh, you reached out to me. So thanks again for taking the time to, to interview to interview me. Yeah, man, you know, we always like to get to know our the people that inspire us in the community, in the keto community, but also in general, just when it comes to the mindset and just how to, you know, set yourself correctly that you can move on to the next level, that you can improve and become the best version of you because this is what the podcast is all about, really. And this is why we are delighted to have you as our, our, as our uh, keto hero this week, man. So, you know what, I would say, why don't we just jump straight in, you know? Um, we've, seen you, we've seen you grow quite a lot in the keto space and you've gone on to become very like prevalent, not just in keto, but also when it comes to fitness, like building muscle with keto and being like in the fitness space and actually inspiring many people to do the same. And I would like to ask, you know, just to jump straight in, you know, where did all of that get started? Was it something from, from a young age that you said, man, this is something I want to be doing when I grow up or, or walk us a little bit through it. Like, like where did that seed got planted in you? Yeah. Um, well, I'm from a big family, okay? So I got six brothers and um, I have, you know, two older brothers that I looked up to when I was growing up. And um, we were all very competitive, played uh, football, basketball, hockey, you know, you name it, we were playing it. And um, just seeing them uh, grow and uh, start getting to work out and everything, I struggled with weight uh, my entire uh, adolescent life into my teenage years. Um, you know, my, my mom and dad, uh, they, you know, my mom stayed home. She had uh, home-cooked meals for me all the time, you know, a lot of different carbohydrates and stuff. And mm -hmm. to be honest with you, I just really didn't understand a whole lot about nutrition. So I just thought that that was something I had to deal with. I was just going to be overweight. And um, and so seeing my brothers starting to get into working out and nutrition and um, that really based off of my dad who did a transformation contest. Um, and my oldest brother took that and was inspired by it. And... Mm -hmm started doing his own transformation and we started to see me and my other older brother we started to see this him uh change and we got inspired and i finally with my self-esteem as being overweight and you know being bullied as a kid 
I wanted to change that about myself. I knew I, I need to make some changes and that's where my journey began. And, um, and yeah, so that's, that's pretty much where I started at. And then, um, finding keto in 2016 completely, um, changed my life as far as my nutrition, my working out, everything, it just completely turned everything on its head. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. So you come from a very, uh, from like a big family and you come, you know, you have like a lot of brothers that you looked up to. So, so fitness has always been like in your, in your family sort of, right? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, we all kind of inspired each other. So my two older brothers, you know, it was kind of like when my oldest brother started doing it, he passed it down to the next one that I mm -hmm. passed it down to my younger brother. And then it kind of trickled on down, you know, um, to where we all just fell in love with fitness. We all fell in love with um, going in the gym and, and challenging ourselves and uh, trying to become the best version that we could possibly be. Yeah. Um, and that's how it kind of started for uh, from the top down, you know. Interesting, interesting. Now, walk us a little bit through. You know, you said you had you struggled a little uh, when you were when you were younger because you you f uh, faced some body composition complications and you you faced some social problems as well. When when was kind of like the the shift in perspective? What was it that got you to say, all right, you know what? It's time to turn it around. It's time to get this going, and it's time to prove the people wrong. What was it that kind of turned that spark in you that you said, all right, it's time to change? Uh, I guess it was when I got into high school. Um, you know, I got into high school and I started to, you know, want, I started to see other people, like other guys, other jocks and stuff that they, you know, they they didn't have the, it was very kind of superficial, you know, at that age, you, you kind of look at the outside and look at what the popular kids are doing. And I saw all the guys that, were popular and who the girls liked were mm -hmm. fit, you know and so for me I looked at myself and I was like you know I'm I'm out of shape I'm I you know I was active I played football and stuff like that but I didn't I wasn't pleased with how I looked mm -hmm. and that had an effect with um with how I talked with girls and um I just knew that in order not just to have girls like me but in order for me to be more confident in myself and to have other people respect me because I also was bullied a lot growing up. Uh, I was always made fun of for being fat. Um, and as you know, kids can be pretty cruel and that took a toll on me. And um, it was more so looking at it and saying, I want to prove those people wrong who think that I don't have what it takes mm. to be better and to look better. And I want to prove those girls wrong who think that I'm just some fat kid who doesn't matter. And um, you know, and obviously, at that age, you, you think everybody is thinking those kind of things. And, you know, maybe not a lot of people were, but just those situations that I encountered and how I acted with girls and how I saw them, um, different girls kind of treat me. It just turned into this thing where it inspired me to, to prove people wrong. And that's what lit the fire for, for me and myself mm -hmm. and wanting to, um, wanted to kind of be that, that better version that I want that I could see for myself. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So that basically that drive came from how, how old were you at that time? If I, uh, if I um, I was like, you know, 15 years old, 15, oh. 16, right around that teenage area where you, you can, you start to want to, you know, gain muscle, get bigger, you know, yeah. try and look better for the girls. Yeah. So it's right around that age. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So 
At that age, you were 15, you were there, and you say to yourself, it's time to prove these people wrong. I'm better than this. I want to become better. I am better. I can see myself being better. And so what was the first step then? So what was like your first took an action? Did you like go to your brothers and say like, hey, man, can you help me out with this? Or what was your first step to get that going? Yeah. um, Like I said, through my brothers, through seeing them um, really start to get into working out and starting to see them. Uh, transform their physiques, get bigger, get more muscular. That's who I ran to. I was like, look, put together a program for me. I want to start lifting. I want to start um, I want to start seeing some results. And, you know, when you start working out and you haven't done it before, you gain muscle pretty quick. Your body starts to transform um, very quickly. And so within the first three to six months of their programming, my older brother, Taylor, he um, – he put together like a body weight uh, style program. So it was a lot right. of calisthenics. So it, was, it wasn't it was necessarily, they didn't get me lifting right off the bat. They started me, he started me with, um, you know, running a couple miles, three times a week. Then he, uh, one day was like 150 pull-ups. It was, that was back and arm day. And then one day was just a bunch of push-ups, like two to 300 push-ups. And, um, and then he, as I got better at doing those kind of things and then like body weight squats and getting, used to handling my body weight then he started mixing in some more intensive workouts like reverse pyramid mm. training where you go up and um in sets and each like each set you times by a certain number to to gain momentum with how many reps you're doing and um pyramid sets are really a good way to shock your muscles and and to create better stimulus so that's where i started and then as i got better at that I started getting into weightlifting um, mm. after I got used to handling my own body weight, which is what I tell a lot of my clients, what a lot of people that are trying to transform. You need to start at the basic level, which is how do I do body weight movements? You know? So control that first because too many, you know, uh, I think it's natural for people to get excited and to say, I want to jump straight in. I want to be able to do this and that. But I think you, yeah. you, you framed it very correctly to say, we're going to look at where you are and, and to make sure you progress correctly. You know, that's, that's important, important to consider because it takes baby steps to make sure you build yourself up and that you get to the right direction. Um, yes, absolutely. So let me ask you, okay, so now you started to develop more of that skill. You started to implement more of those heavy weight, more of those lifting uh, exercises with you. You started to incorporate more weights. Um, now, what was your your social life now? Like, what, how did that change after after a while? What were some of the changes you started to notice in uh, maybe the way you look at yourself or even uh, how people look at you? Yeah, when I started to see myself transform, um, I could tell people people in my class were taking notice. Um, I started getting more attention from, from girls, which was nice. Uh, and it was like around my junior, senior year in high school, um, people, they were starting to notice like my arms, you know, getting bigger and more muscular. And um, even looking back now, you know, you see how far you've come to, how far I've come to this point. I'm like, I didn't look that great, obviously. But I started to, transform my physique to look more like I had muscle rather than just being a big guy with excess body fat. Mm. So my relationships kind of changed with my friends. They started to ask me questions about what I was doing, which was cool because, you know, as you come from that point, you do want to start helping people. You want to start sharing that information that has helped you. 
So I started helping some of my friends out with workout programs, with um, giving them advice. And then as far as myself is concerned, I started just having a lot more confidence. I think that as at that age, in those high school years, you just, you don't really know a lot about yourself. You're still trying to figure out um, who you are as a person. Of course. And yeah, as I started to test myself and, and, um, and get into that area of working out and um, trying to eat better and seeing uh, those things change, I started to just see that there was more confidence that I was building in myself to, um, to kind of see, I don't know, I just saw that I, I was as a person becoming more, um, more motivated at, in myself to see that I could change uh, my, my outlook on things. I could change the world around me by changing myself. Mm-hmm. and that was the main thing for me that I started to see and um and yeah that's where I got inspired to take my try to see how far I could take it as far as my potential and keep keep on going on this journey that gave you that kind of like an extra boost in energy to say um all right now I have made I was able to help myself let's spread this message message and help others Right, because I think it's unnatural, right? Again, because you say, um, I feel great, man. This actually helped me. People need to hear this, right? Uh, So now let me ask you, let's say somebody who is maybe not, who may not have like the, like the vehicle, but who may have to drive, who they say, all right, I want to prove them wrong as well. I want to be like a role model as well, but they may not have the vehicle, like the brothers, their, their older brothers, like a sort of support system. Where would you like uh, advise those people to get started? I would say if you don't have that kind of outlet to go to, um, to plug into and, and get that information. I mean, we live in such a digital age at this point that mm-hmm. you can go online and do find so much on diet and nutrition. And a lot of, um, you know, my, where my brothers came from with their advice to me came from bodybuilding.com. Um, they, they have a wealth of information on there. I mean, YouTube now is so flooded with fitness, um, entrepreneurs and and people in the fitness industry who are sharing their workouts, their tips, their nutrition. I would tell you if you're a a brand new person and a brand new person, in the gym, a brand new person to this health and fitness type lifestyle, go to YouTube as my number one source and look up, you know, look up people like Christian Guzman or people like, um, Steve Cook and Chris Gethin, these people, James Grage, that the people that inspired me, I went to and learned from them and their advice they give for free on there. Um, now in today's day and age, you don't have any excuse not to go out. You can find anything you want to about anything, you know? We have at our fingertips here a phone that I can look up anything I want to and, and find out different things and find out information. So that's the where I would start. And um, yeah, start from the beginning with that, their nutrition advice, their fitness advice, and go from there. Mm. Very beautiful. Because yeah. uh, I think you brought up an important point where you say, um, I think the resources nowadays are simply different than those were a couple of years ago that just say now the availability availability to find a coach to find somebody or just information like some videos to get going uh, it really you know it's it's it, as you said it at our fingertips and we can really get started with that without any complications at least at the beginning you know yeah. all right so now walk, walk us a little bit through for the listeners so you were now 
you had like a status, you were now helping other people, you were now, you know, more advanced in your training. Um, what is it that you're focusing on like after that? What is it that you're doing right now? What is like your main focus then? Is it like, do you want to keep building on that, that, that sort of physique or, or did your strength uh, sort of program kind of change or over time? What, what have been some of the things you've been adopting ever since? Yeah, so I'll tell you, um, in 2016, uh, this is where I, my life really changed um, with how I viewed fitness and health. Um, you know, my, my physique, my body type is one that is very sensitive to carbohydrates. And mm. like I said, when I was growing up, I didn't really realize that that was the issue that I was, uh, that I was insulin resistant, that my body um, stored fat very, very easily. If I allowed myself to have more carbohydrates than, um, than other people, I don't know that it just turned into something that um, I, I really started to see the, the problem happening. So in 2016, uh, I was married for one year at this point, and I, I was at 240 pounds, which is very, very heavy for my uh, frame and my height. I'm six foot, just over six foot. So um I was very happy with my, in my marriage and everything. Everything was great. I wasn't depressed or anything, but I knew that I was failing myself from where I had started. Mm. Um, I was working out still. Um, I wasn't in the zone like I am now where I figured out like what really worked for me. Um, as far as with my fitness goals, I was still doing stuff in the gym, but I was kind of mumbling along the journey and not really having a focus and a goal, which is really important when you're trying to maintain a, a good and healthy um, body, you know? Of course. Yeah. So, so when I, uh, in 2016, like before, my oldest brother, Brandon, he told me about how uh, keto had, uh, he had started the ketogenic diet. And he told me, you know, that uh, it had really, you know, changed what he thought about nutrition and he had felt so great on it. And he told me, he gave me all the resources, YouTube videos to watch, um, to look at how to start and what he, some of the stuff he did wrong. And he told me, you know, the stuff you, I needed to do if I wanted to start. And based on what he recommended, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to try this and see what happens. And when I did that, when I took that jump to start keto within the first 30 days, I saw the most incredible results I hadn't seen before. And on top of that, it felt effortless. It felt like I wasn't really trying very hard to lose weight. It was like just coming off me. And at the same time, my performance in the gym was getting better. Um, and we can get into my philosophy with lifting and stuff later. But I feel like from there, from where I started with keto, that started to change everything else for me with my my mindset with lifting and what I was really going for because I had a, an intense job at the time um, where I'm still at UPS I'm a delivery driver for UPS so I have a very active job and I had to find something that fit into my lifestyle that wouldn't have me you know completely consumed by eating you know all these six small meals a day and all the stuff the bodybuilding community tries to tell us we need to do in order to have these results that, you know, are above normal people's results, like, you know, lean bodies. So that's what I was going for. And that's where I I'm staying now. And I found the most success. Interesting. Wow. So um, it came from your marriage and they just said you wanted to go keto because, uh, you know, you started to notice, all right, maybe I'm getting a little out of shape and sort of 
was it like the fear in you saying, I'm, I'm letting myself down, like my younger version down, like having been so, having been at, at such a, at, at such a peak level, like to say, all right, I'm starting to let myself down. I don't want this to happen. Like I, I need to find a solution. Or was it just based on like the recommendation from your brother to just say, oh, that sounds interesting. Let me give it a shot. Uh, I think it was a little bit of both. I think that I knew, you know, I, I already knew that I loved working out. I loved how I felt after a good workout. I loved how I felt when I was um, eating good and I got lazy. And I think for a lot of people, when they get married um, in that first year, you kind of just, you know, get relaxed on how you look. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm already married. You know, <laughs> my wife loves me or my husband loves me. <laughs> you know, I don't need anything crazy. And yeah. you kind of relax. And uh, that's exactly what happened to me. My wife is a great baker. She bakes the most incredible desserts. Oh, so nice. she was baking all the time. She loves doing <laughs> that. And I was eating, you know, that was my job. I was just eating all her great baking. And, uh, and it got to a point where I looked at myself and I said, you know, um, is this what I really want for my future? Do I want to have, uh, do I want to have this struggle with my weight? um for the the rest of my life where i'm with my kids and i'm out of shape and you know having that low self-esteem when i was growing up it made me very critical of how i look mm -hmm. and my wife will even tell me like there's certain times where i'm overcritical of myself and i think that's what happens to, with a lot of people you look at yourself and you think oh i don't have this and i don't have that and i look at instagram is one of these places you go to and you see people that are in phenomenal shape and yeah. it's a shape that you can't honestly like a normal person like you and me can possibly get you know it's something that is far so far to reach that a lot of these people are performance enhancing drugs and and it's something that is uh is not attainable but i compare myself to these people and it, it has me feeling bad about myself sometimes but you know, I knew that I was so much, I was more capable of, of a lot more. I was capable of a lot more and I had a lot more that I could give that I wasn't. And I wanted to be healthy and fit for my family. And I wanted to have my self-esteem back um, mm -hmm. and feel better because at the shape I was in at my, uh, my highest weight, which, two, which was 240 pounds, I wasn't, I was feeling terrible. My sleep was bad. And, um, just everything was getting affected. So I knew overall that something had to change. So it was kind of that proving myself wrong again, proving myself that I could do this, that I could come back from this, the lowest place I was in with my weight. Um, and, uh, and kind of getting back to that place where I wanted to be that I was uh, confident again. And I, I was just better all the way around as a person. Mm -hmm. I think uh, you touched on a lot of great topics right there that we can definitely go and jump a little bit more in depth. And one thing you mentioned that I think it's not so easy for many people is that you say, I want to be this like, this figure, like this role model, not just to myself, but also to my family, to my friends, to the people I really care for. And, you know, I wonder, because you said your, your, your wife is like really into baking and all that stuff. And, and... Yeah, it's insane. Like insane. Like like keto. It's like the complete opposite, right? From what we have told, been told over the past years, decades, and then yeah. out of the sudden, you come, you come, you come out and say, "Yeah, I'm going keto. I'm gonna eat fat." Like yeah. <laughs> it's like walk us a little bit. How was that at the beginning? Like what was going through your mind? What was the experience like? 
uh, I think it was, it was very similar to, you know, I'm sure how you felt. I, I felt like I had been lied to my entire life. I felt like what I had been told um, was so deceiving and that I had to have carbohydrates and that was whole grains were healthy for you. And you see all these marketing schemes on uh, cereal and any kind of carbs, everything is being shoved in your face. Like you need whole grains and you need this and that. And to me, I, it was kind of scary because like, I, like we were always been told, like you don't want a lot of fat in your diet. Fat leads to cholesterol. High cholesterol can lead to heart attacks. So you don't want to be messing with that. And um, so, yeah, I was a little worried. And my wife, who's a cardiac nurse, so she deals with the heart and lungs. And she, she's dealing with people every single day who um, have issues with that, who have just been out of heart surgery. Uh, yeah, she was worried too. She said, I don't think this diet is good for you. And um, so that's where I was starting from. I was starting from this aspect of, okay, well, if I do it for short term, if I do it for a short time frame, then at least I can see how I feel, um, how much different I feel, how I, how the results are coming along with how I look and how much weight I lose. And then I can base that off of if I should do this long term or if I, if this is just a short term thing. And, um, and yeah, so getting over that fear of fat, I think is what most people struggle with is like, you know, having this, the freedom to have butter, um, you know, the freedom to have bacon and eggs and coconut oil and these fats that before were so had to be so controlled because you didn't want to overdo it. Now it's kind of like freed up, you know? And so that's where I was coming from. And to get over that hump, that first 30 days was kind of difficult because you start to feel like in the first week, you know, you, you get kind of anxious wanting to see these changes so quickly and your body, it takes a little bit to adapt to how that, how you eat and uh, getting fat adapted. Yeah. I think in the beginning, honestly, in the beginning, I felt like when you watch a favorite, your favorite TV show and you see your favorite character dying, it's like you've been lied to all the time. It's like, you know, it, yeah. just, it just doesn't work out. But then, yeah. um, realizing the fact that you have to be patient and that, results may not be you know because results i think those vary right because i think if you've been living kind of like a like a paleo style kind of low carb lifestyle beforehand then maybe weight loss if may not be like so extreme in the beginning whereas for somebody else who has been maybe more following more of like the standard american diet that would be or like a high carb low fat diet the changes will be more drastically and so um but you brought up something interesting that you said um, I'm going to try this out for like 30 days, see how it works. But then you looked at how you felt, right? Not necessarily, I mean, how you looked as well, but then one factor that you mentioned was like how you felt and how, uh, if, and so was that something you said, I put more emphasis on that, that you say I focus more on how I feel rather than how I look? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that overall, if, a diet is any kind of diet. Um, if you try it, uh, if it's not making you feel great, if you feel like crap while you're on it, then obviously it doesn't work for you. Mm. Obviously it doesn't, it, it doesn't mesh well with your, your genetics and the way your body is for somebody who is carb sent, uh, carb, like very carb sensitive for me, it worked so well. It worked, uh, like a dream. That's why in the first 30 days, yeah, the, the mirror was cool to see some of the changes and stuff, but how I felt was so much more important. And that's where 
that's why I really started to find out that that it was something that I wanted to continue doing because all the benefits of ketosis, it, it can't be stated enough, but you know, the mental clarity that you have, the amount of energy that is sustained throughout the day where you're not going through these peaks and valleys of energy, high, low, and you feel tired in the afternoon. And for me and my job, I'm constantly on the run. I'm constantly going because I have uh, a certain amount that I have to, I have to get rid of all my deliveries in my truck. So I don't have a lot of time to eat snacks and, and do all that. So for me, it was like, man, this is, this is the real deal. I don't have to eat every three or four hours. I'm, I'm not that hungry. My appetite is suppressed. My energy is high. I can think clearly. I have this focus that doesn't see it. And it's all coming from limiting carbohydrates and having good, healthy fats in my diet, you know? So seeing that change really was the kicker for me, um, more so than, you know, what I saw on the scale or what I, um, what I was seeing in the mirror. And I know you shared that that's kind of where you're coming from too, is like how much better you felt while yeah, doing care. Yeah. Exactly. You know, cause with me, at least with me, it was the fact that I managed to be kind of, you know, I had, I, I was kind of like in the physique that I wanted from like a, from an aesthetic point. However, my problem was I was constantly, you know, tired. I was hungry. I mean, my face was like full of acne. It was like, it was crazy. And I think, um, it's just, it's the little things that make a big change in the long run because um, I think once you start to realize I'm more energized or I'm, I can, you know, I can go for longer without having to stuff something in my mouth. I think yeah. once you realize that it's, it, it's a lot more pleasant because you have more time to either be there for your kids to be there and, and do something else, work on a, work on a project. Um, I think not just from like a health perspective, but also from like a practical standpoint. I I assume yeah. you being like a father and having like your daughter and having like your you know your daughter your children, um, it 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 can be hard when you have to be constantly eating, constantly going to work out and, and try to sustain a certain image, but then again you fail to do so because you feel crappy and all that stuff. And that's where keto comes in and it gives you that sort of boost and 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 more you know just more practicality, more time. Um, that's great. And how did that kind of affect your uh, your performance? Because you said you you kind of were able to kind of incorporate that into your your uh, fitness programs and all that stuff. And um, how was that at the beginning? Because I know a lot of people. You said it. You need some time to become fat adapted to be able to run off ketones and and also acquire this sort of metabolic flexibility where you may be able to oscillate in between both. And um, what was kind of like the beginning like with you when you went keto and you started to uh, did you still train as hard as you did or was it something you needed to change because of keto? Um, I'm trying to think those first, that first month, uh, I think I honestly, for the first two weeks, I, I don't think I worked out. All I right. think I just focused on keto because my brother told me he went through the keto flu oh, wow. and, um, he told me that, uh, before he knew like what he did wrong with electrolytes, how your body flushes out all your electrolytes. He said that's what made him get the keto flu. So he told me, like, you got to be very careful in the beginning because you don't, you're going to feel your body's never gone without carbs like this. You've always been feeding yourself all these carbohydrates. So there's going to be some, uh, some, some time for your body to adjust to those lack of carbohydrates. So honestly, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to worry about that. I'm just going to let my body kind of get in, into this rhythm of being in ketosis. I'm going to let my body um just adapt to the first couple weeks of trying this 
And after, uh, for, I think it was two or three weeks after that, I was like, okay, I, I now I feel really good. And I hadn't gotten the keto flu because my brother had shown me Jason Whitrock's uh, keys to avoiding the keto flu. Uh, one of the videos he put out that Brandon, my brother, learned from. So after he gave me that video and knowing what I need to do different, I didn't get the keto flu. And, um, and then it progressed to, yeah, now I can start working out. I can start doing what I, I've been doing in the gym. And, you know, at first your strength does suffer. I think you mm -hmm. start to feel a little bit weaker because you don't have, uh, you don't have that glycogen that you, you get from carbohydrates. And we all know that glycogen gives you that power to push out more reps with heavier weight. And, um, so there was a bit of an adjustment, I think now, as well, I still feel like with carbohydrates, I am stronger and I can, I can lift more weight, but, uh, but you have to look at the full spectrum of what you're trying to accomplish. You know, if that's really where your goals are at, I want to get stronger. I want to be bigger and I want to gain as much muscle as possible within, you know, this time frame of six months. I think that definitely utilizing carbohydrates is the way to go. I think at first, a lot of like when I was starting my keto journey, I felt that carbohydrates were evil. Like I felt like people uh, with what I was viewing with YouTube videos and stuff, I just started to think that all carbohydrates were bad and I need to stay away from everything. And now my kind of mindset has kind of changed to where I think that the right carbs can be useful for the right goals. But you have to, for somebody like me, I have to be careful with that if I'm going to use them to gain muscle. Um, so now, you know, that's kind of what I've been experimenting with and, um, using certain carbohydrates to help my performance in the gym, uh, in order to kind of build muscle where I want to. Mm. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I think, um, you know, when we go keto, since we're kind of bombarded with all of this information concerning the, the, the negative side of carbohydrates, we, we kind of, I think we experience kind of like a shift in perspective where we say now fats are not the devil, but now carbs are the devil. <laughs> and we kind yeah. of, <laughs> it's like a sort of, <laughs> it's like a change and it's like another type of indoctrination we go through, you know, it's, it's, uh -huh. it's crazy. You, you really have to, you have to be willing to look at the, like I said, the full spectrum of nutrition. And I feel like certain things that you do with nutrition can help your goals and other things you do can, if you're overloading on a lot of processed carbohydrates, well, yeah, you're going to start looking, you're still going to start ballooning and gaining excess body fat. But if you can control the amount of complex carbohydrates and allow your, your body to um, store more glycogen to use that in the gym, I think that's great. Um, it just all depends on your goal setting. And I think that is important with um, where I think it's important to set new goals every six months. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I try and do with myself. Like, okay, this six, six months, I really want to try and get a little bit stronger, um, gain some more muscle. You know, I want to see how much I can, how far I can push myself up in the gym and make things really challenging. And then, you know, maybe I want to go through a phase where I do want to cut and I want to look better for a trip or, or a vacation, you know, and that's when I'll really utilize a keto diet to, to make, you know, those changes that I want to, but getting all that information together and being able to weigh out what I wanted to do, I think that was important in my own journey. Um, but like I said, I've been able to gain muscle with keto. I don't want to sit here and say that, you know, you can't gain muscle with keto. I just think it's a little bit more difficult. And I think if you probably uh, have witnessed the same thing that um, 
your gym performance can suffer uh, in the long run if you are doing keto long term. Mm. Um, but yeah, tell me a little bit about that for you and your experience. Yeah, yeah. So for me, you know, me personally, I've been kind of like on a similar way uh, training as you have been doing that. I like to incorporate a lot of calisthenics movements. I like to incorporate a lot of bands like kettlebells and all that stuff. I like to really work yeah. with that, and I, but I'm also a runner because I come from uh, having played like uh, at an elite level in soccer here in, in Germany, and then I started to notice that there that I said those like short bursts and speed like like going from one side to the other that those started to feel like uh, you know those were started to become really hard because first of all I was uh, getting cramps <laughs> because of the electrolytes that I was losing in the beginning, but second uh -huh. of all. Uh, I just, it was harder for me to be like rapid, just be like explosive. I think that's where you said it's really uh, important that we say it's context related, right? That you say, what type of a ketogenic diet are you going to follow? Are you going to focus more on like a hypertrophy based uh, type of ketogenic uh, protocol? Or are you going to go more for like performance, like enhancing your uh, your athletic performance on the competition day or on the, yeah. on the training field? So... I think that really is important to consider the fact that we have to look at what your goal is and where your what your background has been, and how have you been able to incorporate carbohydrates? So do you follow like a do you like refuel with, with carbohydrates or do you use them intra workout? How how do you uh, incorporate them back into your? Yeah, so I'll tell you. Um, recently, here the last uh, I'd say the last like maybe two three weeks um i've just allowed myself to have <clears throat> like complex carbohydrates uh you know let me go back let me kind of rewind here so when i started keto and everything this that's when i first got into fasting okay oh, right. so like i got fat adapting and i stopped being hungry in the morning so that's when i started doing fasted training and i fell in love with training with an empty stomach and i i really um I felt, I just felt better. And, you know, I, I find that to be the case with a lot of different people I talk to through Instagram and stuff. They really like fasting in general and fasted training. And so even now, like, even with me not doing like strict keto the last couple of weeks, I'm still training in a fasted state, which allows me to keep my body fat lower. Yeah. And I feel like um, your body, your body composition uh, is able to still maintain more of a lean uh physique when you do that and it allows your body to use that fat for fuel now in that state afterwards you know a lot of times i don't have time to eat uh, a good um high protein meal with some of those carbohydrates we're talking about uh like oatmeal stuff like that so i don't have time to do that so normally what i'll do is um i'll pack some good healthy snacks for lunch and i'll just fast like 16, 17 hours until I get hungry. And, um, and then I'll break my fast with, you know, um, some healthy nuts, like almonds, something like that. Um, and try and focus on those higher fats, but where I get my carbohydrates is at dinner, I'll have some mm. carbohydrates and, uh, do, you know, I don't want to sit here and say that all of it is a hundred percent clean. Sometimes it's, uh, it's a little bit on the dirty side <laughs> as far as like, some processed carbohydrates and stuff like that. But for me, I've seen that um, when I do the next workout in the morning, when I work out in a fasted state, I'm able to still um, push more weight and it, it meshes with my body. And that's why a lot, 
I tell a lot of people, you need to find out what works for you. What works for me might not necessarily work for you. And you need to find out what, what path you need to take and what works with your genetics and how your body handles these things. So like I said, it's a slippery slope. You need to really be careful that you're not, you know, downing processed carbohydrates just because you've been able, you've given yourself this pass to have some carbohydrates. Like, I think that's where it can become very hard for people is when they allow themselves to have that freebie. And then it's just a landslide of, Oh, I can have carbs now. And you need to still be very aware that what kind of carbohydrates I'm having and what exactly I'm using these carbs for. So that's where I've been now. And I feel like my performance is getting better. And, um, and like I said, we can talk about like my training and stuff here in a little bit, but that's where I've come from and, um, and I'm enjoying it so far. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think you, you touched on, on, on a, an important topic. I think that you said, uh, the timing is important when you incorporate them. Like uh, one thing yeah. I said, one thing is the type of carbohydrate right? that you said you would want to stick to like at least like some real food and, and say like we stick to like not all carbs are bad. There are certain ones that really benefit us if we consume them correctly in the right proportions and then that you say I consume them also at the right time. Me personally, I've noticed that uh, training in a fasted state, I feel a lot better. Like you... It is hard again. It's a mind shift once again, a mind perspective thing that you say, "I am gonna do this" because I think many people fear that they might lose muscle and all that stuff when they train in a fasted state. Um, but I think, I think incorporating those in the e evening are, I found to be the most beneficial myself as well. Like either yeah. in, in between the workout or like after the workout, simply because of that. Uh, Simply because you you're able to absorb the glycogen even better then because you know you've used up all of your 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 muscle glycogen and it's easier for you to absorb, and, yeah. and so you use fasting to uh to enhance keto and and what, what, when did that start like what did it just come naturally to you? Yeah, so when I first began keto, um, the first I think it was at around the six week mark, um, I'd heard a lot of of talk about intermittent fasting and. Uh, I seen a lot of videos on YouTube about it and I was very interested in it. And, um, like I said, it wasn't so much, uh, it wasn't so much like I had this thing in my head that I needed to start it. Um, more so than it was a plateau I had hit. Like I had hit a weight plateau All right. and, um, you know, I was weighing myself once a week and, uh, I wanted to see what fasting would do. So I started very simple. I started with a 16 hour fast with the eight hour eating window. And it was just to try and see if that would break the plateau. And I did it um, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That's where I had it set. And I did it for uh, one week. And then after I saw that my weight had gone down and I, I started to feel even better than, you know, before, uh, then I was like, okay, this is obviously something that is, um, that I feel great doing. And I'm going to continue to do it kind of like what we were talking about before my, with how I felt, that was what mattered most to me. Mm -hmm. So going from that, I started, you know, experimenting even more how, how I can fast longer. So I started getting up to after like, you know, six weeks of doing that, I started to bump it up to 18 hours. And then I started to see that I, my performance was great at work at 18 hours. I would break my fast um, around that time. And then, you know, I started trying to do, you know, one meal a day, trying to see how I felt with that. And I kind of feel, I think that when people are starting with fasting, they think that they have to start at this 
you know, a serious <laughs> fasting protocol where you're fasting for like 18 hours and it's a long-term thing. But what I always tell people is start very, very like small fasting uh, windows, like start with 14, 15 hours and just go by how you feel. And that's what I had to constantly remind myself is like, I don't need, if I'm really feeling hungry and it's a, like, I wanted to go 18 hours and it's 16 or 17, I'm just going to break my fast because that it doesn't matter to me. If I'm feeling like crap at that point in time, then I, I obviously need to feed my body. Yeah. And um, so every single day is a little bit different, but every, every day I do uh, usually fast for at least 16 hours. And I found um, even when not doing keto, my body, I just really enjoy that part of how I feel when I'm working out and everything. So that's kind of how I stepped into the fasting game. I think that's great that you say you listen to your body and you really, you don't force things. Cause I think that's the biggest mistake. Many people say they think they have to do it this way. And it's, it's important as you touched that you say, we listen to our own body and we say, okay, if, if I'm just feeling like crap, I'm not going to push it to the 20 hour mark. Yeah. I'm not going to force a, 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 a 24 hour fast necessarily. Like you got to listen to yourself. And as you said, start somewhere like start just by like like uh you know just skipping breakfast start by just skipping dinner or having an early dinner maybe and then go from there and see how it develops i think it's great advice for people to uh to to consider and maybe some people are probably going to rewind that to see you know because i think that was very valuable and, and very helpful in the sense that you say man it's not just about following the guru it's about following your own body and your own you know individuality yeah. when it comes to your your genes and your your simply your background because we we could all come from different places and it, it's hard to really generalize that i mean it would be beautiful right that we could just say it's a magic number a magic sort of ratio uh, stick to that and you're going to be in the best physique of your life but we gotta listen to our bodies right and 100 yeah i agree now that you said this aspect of like listen to your body to get like the best physique, another topic that kind of comes along that you also brought up uh, brought about when you said uh, when you, when we you know a little earlier in the conversation was this aspect of having to compare yourself to the to like a guru, having to compare yourself to these ideals, and just feeling in a sense like you have to you have to get to that god Greek god physique sort of, and that this is something you have to achieve. And you mentioned like performance enhancing drugs, right? Maybe walk us a little bit through that, or maybe your experience, maybe for listeners who may not really know what that is. Uh, how do people use that to uh, kind of portray, like, like present a certain image? Yeah, I, I think for myself, when I was growing up and seeing magazine covers and then getting this social media later on, uh, it's very deceiving to see some of these men and women who are at this this point in their physique that they're it's it looks amazing it looks like a statue and that's what they're going for and they're competing that's great but i think a lot people like you and me who are normal everyday hardworking men and women you know i think we can get a little bit too uh too obsessed with thinking that that's a normal way of looking and that's a sustainable way of looking and um, if we're not at that level, then it, it's somehow we're less of a person. We're not as healthy. We're not as fit. And, you know, performance enhanced drugs, what, what I mean with that is, you know, um, steroids that allow you to burn fat 
more and you know i haven't done a lot of research on steroids but just from different podcasts i've listened to and articles i've read um the main part about steroids is you can you use them to recover that much quicker so you can completely destroy your muscles in a workout and the next day go and hit that same muscle group just as hard if not harder and you, you know you know this uh, just like I do, that your muscles grow in recovery. They don't grow in the gym. You break down your muscle mass in the gym. You you tear that those muscle fibers down, and when you recover, that's when you grow bigger. So looking at these models and these people can can really have an effect on normal people. I think that it's just something that can really take effect, and you need to look at it from the the viewpoint that that's something that if you want to get to an elite level on stage and if your goal is to get uh, first place and stuff, you're probably going to have to start using some drugs here and there to, to get yourself to that physique. But I don't want to sit here and say that I think everybody who has um, incredible uh, transformations or physiques, they're all on drugs, but I think that you need to look at it from and have that in mind that that's something that's probably um, if it's a physique that looks uh, so much, so much out of the norm, um, they're probably going to be using that, using those sorts of things. So just keeping that in mind and, and realizing it's it's a journey that we're we're all trying to do this for health reasons, not just how we look, but like you said, how we feel. So that keep going back to that. That it's more how you're feeling and how you're performing then um you know how what that mirror is saying about you i think especially for 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 young people for you know for people who may find themselves in the position you were at a couple of years ago when you were in those teenage years i think especially nowadays because i think having having it so easy to acquire information can be it has like a good and a bad side right it's, it's great because you can educate yourself However, it's bad because it's so easy to become depressed in a way they just say, I'm never going to hit that ideal. And especially for young people, that could be really, uh, you know, that could take away a lot of that drive and the courage that they bring because they think um, the road is simply too far for them to attain. And that goal is simply, you know, seemingly impossible. Um, yeah. So... Luckily for you, you had the brothers, right, who guided you and who said, you know, who were able to mentor you in a way. Um, what would be like, how, what would be some of the facts, uh, some of the things you would look at in somebody to, to, to coach you? What would be some of like some, some things you would try to find in, in like a good coach to say, all right, this would be the right type of mentor for me, the right type of coach to say, um, he really knows what he's talking about and I may actually get something from that experience. Yeah, I think uh, what you have to look at a lot of times is, number one, a good way to know if somebody is a good coach and knows what they're talking about is if they look like they know what they're talking about. You know, this is where it comes into play, where if you have the results to show that um, it's, it might be you know, a little bit superficial, but if you're looking to get to a certain point with how your body looks, and you want to change some things, you need to go to a source where you they've seen the changes for themselves and they can attest to being in that position where they were more relatable, like they were out of shape, and then they, they started to transform themselves, and they have that experience. I think relatability is 
really important um, when you're coaching somebody that you can you can tell them like, look, I've I've struggled with this, I've gone through that kind of plateau, and I can help you through, uh, and we're we're gonna we're gonna figure out what how we can fix that. So relatability, um, having a coach that has been where you're at be really helpful as well and then looking uh it looking at you know does that person actually look like they know what they're talking about <laughs> because you know anybody can have the head knowledge but if you don't apply it then it means nothing yeah, yeah like 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 you know actually practice what you're preaching so that's important and and having and having somebody who who shares maybe similar experiences to you so that they can put themselves in your position and relate to that i think that's great advice and i think Anybody starting out can uh, really use that as a sort of template to say, I, I got to find somebody who may have gone through the similar experiences I have to simply make sure that they understand my problems and my situation. I think that's great, you know, and, you know, now that you, you've gone through your own uh, like transformation and all, and you've gone on to incorporate a lot of different sort of training methods. Uh, what have been some of the tools that you incorporate right now to enhance your body? Do you still like focus on like uh, like calisthenics and free weight, or have you gone on to use other materials to enhance your training? Yeah, so I'll tell you. For um, I moved. Uh, I used to go to a gym. Um, the past couple of years, I uh, I was a member at a, our local gym here, and um, it was nice to have that ability to to use all the different machines and do whatever you wanted to do and uh, follow whatever program you wanted to. But it just got to a point where I started to kind of get, miss having a home gym because at growing up, we had a home uh, gym uh, that all us brothers worked out in. And uh, I started to miss that feeling of just having your own space. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm kind of introverted to begin with. So especially in the morning, I don't really want to talk to a lot of people and the convenience of having a gym at home really is what I wanted to get back to. So me and my wife, we bought a house and um, we moved from our duplex that we were living in, which I didn't have enough space to have a gym. And so this house that we live in now, it had a, a it has a garage. So I said, you know, I want to turn that garage, um, a part of it into my own gym. So that was the goal. And um, the problem was that I didn't have the means to buy the equipment that I wanted. I didn't have you know, uh, I didn't have a barbell, stuff like that, and it, it dumbbells, and it was just going to be very expensive to invest in that kind of thing. So I follow James Grage, and um, he's been a big proponent of um, resistance bands, and he's been really preaching that uh, he, I follow all his stuff on YouTube, and um, he's played a pivotal role in how I view, um, you know, transforming, gaining muscle, uh, nutrition you know he's just he got a wealth of information so he had always talked about the, for the past you know year that he had been doing resistance bands training and how it was such an easy convenient way to work out um how he had seen so uh, great results he had free workouts on youtube that you could follow and based on that my financial situation how i didn't have the money to invest in all this equipment that i wanted I was like, you know what? I do have money to invest in resistance bands, which can be, you know, $70 um, for, you know, a pack on Amazon or whatever. So I just went with what he recommended and I got my resistance bands and I started following all his workouts um, that he posted for free on YouTube. And what I saw in the first three months was that I was seeing, you know, 
just as good results as I had with weight training. Um, it was the same basic protocol of lifting, same reps and set structure, and the same, you were still stimulating the muscles with the exercises that you would use in the gym, but you were using resistance bands instead of cables and free weights. And it really started giving me this new sense of, you know, a different approach and a new exciting way of working out. You know, working out can be really boring sometimes. You do the same things. I mean, you can do different movements to try and um, change things up. But at the end of the day, you know, we're lifting weights and how hard can that, how much fun can that be? You, it, it can get boring sometimes. So this created a new way for me to, um, to work out and kind of and lit in me a new passion for resistance bands training. And once I saw the results, he actually, um, he actually just made a company that uh, I'm wearing their sweatshirt right now. Undersun Fitness is their company that um, I'm affiliated with. And I uh, mostly now train with resistance bands. I still do weight training. If you look on my Instagram, I still do different weight training videos and stuff like that. Cause at the heart, at my heart, that's where, you know, I saw a lot of my progress when I was younger and through my, my fitness journey. Um, so I've been incorporating more stuff into that, but for the last six months, um, just before I bought all this equipment that I was finally able to get, uh, I was just training with bands and I tell you, man, it's, it's been a, a really big change. I've gotten my oldest brother into it. You know, I've helped him now. He, he was helping me now. I was like, dude, you need to get into resistance bands. This is the real deal. Yeah. So I got, three of my brothers now doing it um, and following James and uh, you know, pumping out uh, content for him and being able to do stuff with that. So it's been cool, man. It's been nice. It's, it's been cool to see that, that change in uh, philosophy for, uh, for people that you don't just have to stay in a gym. You don't, that you can have freedom to train where you want with bands, which is cool. So yeah, man, that's where I'm at now. I love that. And me personally, I'm a huge fan of bands myself. I, I personally, I've never really went to the gym. I've only just been like a, like a, I love working out outside, like going out in the morning hours, just getting out and moving and having that freedom of, of, as you said, having the freedom of just grabbing the bands and coming up with maybe even your own exercises is great because you cause like the same stimulus and you can't really cause that same tension on your muscle that will ultimately lead to the same result. And I think that's really great to incorporate. And I think a lot of people, especially when you said from a budget standpoint, it's a lot easier to invest in a set of bands than it is to invest in like a, you know, a, a huge machine or, or like, so like a big sort of uh, weight set or something like that. So it's, it's practical, not just from a time frame, but also from, from simply from a budget standpoint, I think, over the past few years, I've come to really love that as well. And you apparently are going to, you are really thriving on that. And I love that, man. And I think a lot of people are going to be able to incorporate that now uh, that they may realize, all right, I don't have to stick to this sort of monotony of going to the gym and doing like the same exercises, which is not bad. I mean, a lot of people find great results with that and many people enjoy that. It just, I think for those people who may lack the time or like the budget to do that on like a long-term basis, it's a great alternative to then focus on, hey, you can just do that at home and just do whatever you want. Grab a set of bands, get yourself a great friend and get going. Like it's not, it, it, there's different ways to, to skin the cat in this game, right? You know, now I think that we're sort of transitioning to like the end of the episode of the podcast. Uh, there is, um, 
uh, we usually have like three questions we like to ask our guests, right? To uh, kind of get you to know on uh, like a little bit more of like a personal level for our listeners to kind of maybe resonate better and to kind of connect on a, on a more closer basis. And so yeah. when, when we start with like the first question, okay, so, you know, Adam, um, let's say you now have gone through such an amazing journey. You've gone on to inspire a lot of people. You're now actively helping people to become their best and to become better with keto, with fitness, with mindset, with everything. And there, you know, we just wonder like, on your on a day to day basis, what is, what is like kind of like your morning routine look like, or what are some of the habits that you have come to adopt that help you to thrive and become the best version of yourself? Yeah, I think for me, um, you know, I never was an early riser growing up. I think we've all struggled with that at some point in time in our life. But the morning has become something so special to me because it's it's a point in time where everything seems to be quiet. I like to get up at, you know, I, I don't start work till 9 a.m. So for me, I get up at 5 a.m. and I have, you know, usually an hour to really relax and drink some coffee and kind of, um, you know, pray and meditate a little bit and just kind of get warm up to the day. And nor now what I've been doing, which has been very helpful, is going on walks and uh, for my cardio. Um, before I work out, before I do any kind of um, weight training or resistance bands training, I'll go on a walk. And, uh, you know, it gets pretty, it gets light here early now, since we're in the summer. So it's about six o'clock, the sun rises. And there's something so special about going out and getting in a 20 minute walk outside and hearing the birds chirping and the sun shining. And you just, you get to be just very thankful for that day, especially. It starts out um just on a very good beat um and i think a lot of people uh will you know find out when they start to get busy with jobs and and family and stuff if you don't have that start to your morning and you go straight to work and you know you get overwhelmed by the stresses of work and everything you can really get overwhelmed and it can take an effect on every other aspect of your life and you can um you can just get really down but i feel like any, every time that i'm able to start my day off like that and go on a walk and really just take in the morning and before i get into an intense workout i really it really helps me um really just start out on a good beat and and a, the right mindset and uh, that's what I, I really recommend people try that like i've recommended it to my brothers like try it and see if that works for you because it's really been insightful for me and um you know, I don't know if you're a religious person, but I am a Christian. So I like to listen to the Bible when I'm walking. Um, that really helps me connect with the Lord and listening to scripture. And if you go on my Instagram, I like to post different verses that affect me for the day. And being able to have that time with God, too, is just um, it's, it's very special to me. And now if I miss it, if I sleep in, I feel like, gosh, I've really missed out on an mm -hmm. important part of my day. And it makes me more motivated to do that the next day. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. You know, me myself, uh, I'm a Christian myself, so I can totally relate to what you're saying. I think it's great to have like a routine. It helps you to be mindful, grateful for where you are right now, for what you have, for, for the people you're around. I think having that sort of isolation time where you get to be by yourself, think a little bit about and prepare yourself for what is coming to you this day is important. And what was it that got you like the walking or like the meditating? When did you start that? Basically, how I started into that was uh, I... I always like doing some sort of cardio to warm up and um, with walking that just seemed to be 
the the best option um, that got my blood flowing. It got it helped me more mentally than anything else. If you start out like running or doing something more intense, you don't really have time to to focus. For me, anyways, I don't really have time to think, and it's a form of meditation for me. Like I said, so um, it more so was just like having me experiment with different things. I would, I tried jumping rope for a little bit, like did that for five, 10 minutes, but that was too intense. I didn't really, you know, I didn't really feel that that was meditative for me and, and got me to uh, in a good headspace like walking did. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've always done steady state cardio, especially when I've been trying to cut body fat, you know, steady state cardio is really good because, um, it's not so intense to where you're, you're crazy out of breath, but if you get a good, rhythm going and a good pace um it can be very good for your heart and lungs and it's just overall good for your joints and it's not too hard on your joints either so uh it was just me trying to you know finding out what my interest was and, and like what we talked about what works for you so that's how I kind of started experimenting with it and then I just started to really enjoy the the fact of the nature around me as I was walking I was like man you know just it made me so much more thankful for that day and having the that time um and that breath and and everything so it's just it's really an important part of my routine now interesting interesting uh i think we all need that i think we all need that and it comes to at the right time right that we say um <clears throat> maybe meditating is for me maybe walking is for me maybe both work perfectly for me i think there comes again the individuality and finding out what works for you i love that aspect and i think a lot of people I think many people have come on. I think that's something that has gone on to become very popular that you take some time in your day. If it's in the morning before you go to bed, like in a break to just be mindful and remind yourself where you are, be grateful for what you have and, and the people you're around with. Very beautiful. So now moving on to the, to the second question, uh, Adam. So this is, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's like a, more of like a contrast, you know, it's, this is more of like a fun one. So, you know, if somebody told you for whatever reason you were for whatever reason you were by yourself alone and you only were able to rely on one more food till the day you die it doesn't even have health, have to be health related i say this all the time people i probably sound like a broken record when i say this but once again it doesn't have to even be health related just from like a, what's in your heart from like a personal standpoint what does what does adam say what would be the one not i mean it can be health related it, it's up to you I, I don't care i don't care i don't care <laughs> but like what would be the one food that you would could live live on till the day you die if somebody would have forced you to do that <laughs> man that is a good good question um coming from a uh a prior life of being overweight uh it, it wouldn't be the healthiest thing but i you know pizza for me is um it, it's definitely the food that i would choose just because it's it's just such a comfort food man if, if i only have one food that i can eat for the rest of my life and it's i need something that's gonna make me feel good and feel comfortable and there's nothing like having a good couple good slices of pizza and you're just you're good to go so it's not the healthiest and it's definitely didn't definitely wouldn't help me with my fitness goals or anything. But if we're just strictly talking about that and that's, that's what I got to go with. I'm sorry. Sorry. Just, just <laughs> sorry, people. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, um, I, I repeat myself, but I like to say this every time because 
this is really where like the the personal connection to food comes in. What have you? Maybe it comes from like a childhood, like some of the experiences you've come on to go through that get you to adopt that sort of nostalgic feeling that you say this would be the food for me. If let's say you were you you wouldn't die from eating it all the time for until the day you die, you know? So I think yeah. it, it's great to be honest as well because it takes some courage to really expose yourself, especially when, you, when you're trying to hold a certain image and just say, okay, I'm just going to be honest, man. If I could do this till the rest of my life without having any sort of health detriment, that would be it. So, great. I mean, I think... You know, if, I was, if I was faced with that, that, uh, that scenario too, I just have to implement intermittent fasting a lot more, you know? I just have to be like, look, I got to fast for 20 hours every day, and I'll have my pizza, you know? That'll be fine. So I would make it work. I would make it work. <laughs> You'll find a way. you find a way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So now moving on to the, the final question, and this is, this is again, we're going to probably hit you right in the heart right now, but let's just say, all right, for whatever reason... You were you were like the next genius who revolutionized the technology in, in 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 human history, and you were able to invent a time machine, and you were able to go back in time and see your younger version. It could be like your fifteen year old version, the teenage version, or whatever age could that could be, and you were actually able to see yourself, but even talk to yourself in that age. What would be one piece of advice we would share with you to make sure you become the best version of yourself? Man, that is a loaded question. <laughs> Man. Um, yeah, you know, if I could go back to that point in time where I was very, uh, I didn't have much confidence in myself and uh, I was, you know, I was struggling with my weight, I would just tell me that, I would tell myself that just, you need to keep in mind that this is a journey and you're on this earth and you're not guaranteed tomorrow but if the lord blesses you with you know 60 years or 70 years you got a lot of time so don't think that you have to make all these changes right out of the gate and you know put so much pressure on yourself to transform take every day for that day and make the small changes that you need to make and over time those create the biggest successes in your life so I just tell myself, like, look, man, you've got a lot of time. You're, you're still, you're healthy. Um, you, you have time to, uh, to make the changes you need to make to reach your goals. And um, just don't put so much pressure on yourself. I think people always, they're, they're always putting so much pressure on their, themselves to amount and look like this other person on Instagram or this other person that they um, are friends with or, you know, that they look up to. And that's great to have that as motivation, but your journey isn't going to be the same as that person's journey. So just have faith that every single day, make the small changes, which will amount to the big overall successes that you'll get. Yeah. That's beautiful. I think people, especially young people or in general, any, anybody, I think once we focus on, 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 on our own journey to feeling happy and to feeling fulfilled, I think, once we realize that, hey, somebody else doesn't have to have the power to determine over your own reality or your, your, your outcome, that's where it really becomes serious. And that's where people are able to make the change because then they start to feel comfortable in their own skin because they realize, hey, I'm on my own journey to fulfillment, to happiness, and I'm not going to let anybody else sort of 
tear that down or or just kill my ambitions my dreams my desires so um beautiful story beautiful message that i think uh, um, many people are gonna really embrace and and pick up a lot of value from so you know adam if people just couldn't get enough from you from this episode where would be <laughs> where would be the best place to connect with you the best place to chat with you the best place to find you and connect with you yeah um the main place to get in contact with me is instagram uh i'm at adam underscore clark underscore kent which is awesome that i'm on the keto heroes podcast because mm. i looked up to superman growing up he was a big uh reason uh, that i wanted to get strong and look big is because you know what's better than looking like a superhero so um <laughs> that's the reason for the name reach out to me on there ask me anything you want i'll help anybody who is looking for some guidance and um motivation or whatever you need um i'm here for for people who need stuff like that so yeah reach out to me on there that's the best place phenomenal phenomenal you know if if you guys didn't get the name no worries in the show notes as always you go and check him out go and share some love go go and connect with him because it's going to be great and you know um adam other than that man it's been phenomenal with you it's been a phenomenal experience having you on the show you know um uh, great to have seen you uh to have had you now as today's and this week's epi- uh, uh, keto hero on our podcast and i really hope you had a phenomenal time as well you know hopefully maybe one day you'll get back to us and we'll be able to keep chatting on some really fun topics but other than that man fantastic time with you we really appreciate your time and other than that um yeah guys if you could pick up a lot of value from this make sure to go and share this with your friends with a family member who is pretty active and if you uh if you like this show if you if you felt entertained then feel free to leave us a review honestly leave us a review share it with your friends leave us a comment and let us know how it was so don't forget to go and check out the show i want to just say oh yeah please go ahead yeah sorry to cut you off no, I just want to say thank you um, once again for having me on, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to, um, to you know, be interested in, in my story and uh, allow me to have a platform to talk about the things that have changed my life and made me who I am today. So um, I really appreciate you, Hans, and I wish you all the best uh, in the future with your business and with your uh, message you're putting out every single day for us to reach for that, the best potential that we can give to not only ourselves but to give to other people as well so you keep doing your thing man and i'm i'm 100 behind you that's a very beautiful I'm, I'm thankful for that i appreciate that man but you know it's not about me it's about the community it's about collectively contributing and, and, and you know as a group as, as a as a community as the keto heroes showing the people that hey man you are not alone and the road is not impossible like, look yeah. at these people who are now here at the peak of the level. We share the message with you. We share their journey so that you can put the, yourself in their shoes and that you know there is a way out there. There is faith. There is light for you to look, look at and that is going to beat the darkness for you to keep on moving and grow and become the best version of you. So, Adam, we appreciate that a lot. And, and once again, you are a part of the show. You are one of the Keto Heroes. Everybody's part of the Keto Heroes is listening to this podcast right now. And once again, guys, we appreciate your time we uh hopefully you had a great time here on this week's episode of the keto heroes podcast and thank you for being one of the keto heroes guys take it easy well that is it with this week's episode of the keto heroes podcast 
Thank you so much for having tuned in. And don't forget to check out the show notes to connect with Adam. And feel free to leave us a review and share this podcast episode with your best friends. Stay tuned and we'll catch you in the next one.